0: Hello, everyone. welcome to the Hairdresser Strong Show. We talk about uh, career-defining topics that are important to rising and transforming hairdressers. Uh, Today, I have my guest, Serkan, here. And I'd like to give him an opportunity to introduce himself, Serkan.
1: Hi, um, yeah, I'm Serkan. I am co-owner of George at the Four Seasons Salon. It is a uh, family-owned salon for the last 35 years this April. Nice. We're located in Georgetown, in Washington D.C. And yeah, we are just a a regular, regular old salon, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, uh, he's being humble. He it's a <laughs> lo- one of the longest running salons in D.C. Yeah, and it's considered one of the top.
1: Yeah, we are. We yeah, we're located in the Four Seasons Hotel. I've been there for about seventeen years this August, which is okay. crazy nice to to have been there. I started, I was lucky enough. I started my career there um, assisting my father and my older brother and now like have become co-owner with them and everything. So it's pretty amazing. Yeah. That's
0: an awesome story. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, cool. Well uh, let's jump right in. All right. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your hiring practice Um, at George's uh, the four seasons. Are you, um, are you hiring uh, Season stylist or rising stylists or both
1: we we do both if i if i have a preference it's always going to be with the rising stylist okay um mostly i love mentoring and teaching that's kind of that's more of my passion and stuff like that so I, I i prefer to have that i think sometimes when you hire seasoned hairdressers I mean, it's it, it's always rules, right? Once you know the rules, you can you can break them, right? So if my rule is I always hire seasoned hairdresser or I'm a uh, rising stylist, sometimes I'll break that rule and hire um, a seasoned hairdresser. But that tends to be a rarer occurrence, right? I mean, yes, sometimes you already hire somebody that has a, a book and they kind of come in and make money. But with a rising stylist, with, with a seasoned hairdresser, you kind of also have stuff that you want them to unlearn and sometimes you have more of an ego type situation. Yeah, you know, sometimes probably. there's a reason they're leaving their last salon. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, but with the Rising Stylist, you can help, ha- there's more room to grow and there's more room to, um, you know, for them to be, it's easier for them to become part of the team, I think when there's not a lot of bad habits formed and yeah. bad experiences had in the industry. So to yeah. Say. When
0: you, when you hire a seasoned stylist, uh, you're also taking on all of their habits
1: and yeah. for better or for worse. Yeah. I mean, it kind of also depends like how seasoned are they? Right. Like, yeah. is it like five years, 10 years, 20, 30 Right, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like you know, it's like the old English soccer players that retire in the American League, right? Like they're just like, <laughs> I need another place just to do a couple of years.
0: Yeah, but um, you want everything kind of centered around you, all the fun yeah, fun.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're like, I'm just here to sell tickets. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: yeah. what's up. Okay, so if an if, if so, let's talk about Rising Stylist. So Rising Stylist comes. To apply at George George Salon, uh, tell us a little bit about that process.
1: So, our process is usually it's a two-step. One, there's a preliminary um, preliminary interview. It's where the questions get asked, the information's kind of brought up. Uh, I I. I ask questions, a lot. I tend to ask questions more a lot about like goal settings and like expectations, right? And it's okay. a lot of, I, I think when people interview, it's a little too much like a one-way conversation. They're trying to get all the information from the, the interviewee. But right. I think it's just as important to lay out the expectations of the job and information about the salon. Yeah. Like I always I always give a tour of our salon first, you know, okay. to kind of show them what it looks like and they can kind of see how busy it is and what products we have and what the color bar looks like, what the shampoo tech area, like the shampoo back bar looks like. And then we'll go, we'll sit down. I try to do it outside of the salon too, because okay. like employees cannot help it. They all have prying eyes and they're all like looking over between blow-drys, they're like, who is that? Who is that? <laughs> and it, like, it makes them so nervous. Yeah, you
0: know? it totally does.
1: <laughs> right? Like, it's just too much pressure. There's, like, a coffee shop across the street. I'm like, let's just go over across the street. We'll get a cup of coffee. Um, and, you know, usually at that point, I kind of have that feel, right? Where it's like, uh, you know, if it's worth it, right? If, like, the energy's good, if, you know, they... Like like they kind of hit all the check marks I kind of want them to. Okay. I'll follow it up with a um, skill assessment. So they have to be able to bring a model. Um, they have to show me a cut and a color. Okay. And a style. Like not like an updo, but like I got to see it blow dried and all that. And it's, I will say it is never about hiring them based off their skill level. Mm -hmm. But it's just to kind of see how they work and where they're at, right? It's kind of like back in school when they make you take the math test and they're like, you know you're like oh you're in eighth grade but you're at fifth grade math level so we're just gonna like hold you back a little bit right like we just yeah. want to know where you're standing yeah yeah, kind yeah, of thing. yeah Right. that's mostly where like the assessment is it's, it's not so much to be like oh man they don't know how to cut hair i'm not hiring this person right right because right? like I'm, I'm a big believer in education and training and all that stuff and it's i hire not on skill at all i hire completely on Our policy in our salon is we hire on the things we cannot teach. Okay. I can't teach you to be naturally a hard worker. I can't teach you to naturally be like open and personable. Right. Like you can refine those things. Yeah. You can focus them. But if you have somebody that comes in and they're that type of person that just like sucks all the joy out of a room, (laughs) right? Like, like they're the Dementors from Harry Potter. Right. Like, right, right. I don't know if I can do that, right? Like I love the Harry Potter reference. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always here for a Harry Potter reference, brother.
0: So let's um let's let's just just for the uh person that the stylist that's getting off started on their own, um, or graduating school, uh, or even a stylist that is uh thinking of moving to a new area or something, they're gonna be applying at a new salon. Um, maybe it might be yours. What let's expand a little bit on those things, those non-teacher, those things that you're not going to be necessarily training them on. I mean, maybe in in enhancing their skill sets, but you said motivated, uh, you said personable, um, well-spoken. Okay. Well-spoken.
1: I cannot. And again, these are like, and when I say like unteachable, right? Like, like,
0: like they're not. I get. I, okay, so let's.
1: Like, like, yeah. It, it's one of those things where, like, yes, you can teach someone to be better, well spoken, and stuff like right. that. But it's kind yeah. of just like, what level are they at starting? Kind of thing, yeah. right? Because, yeah, like, yeah, exactly. as a hairstylist in a hair owner, a hair salon owner, my job's not to teach you how to like do English. Is not like. Um, it, it's. It's more in the sense of like. I'm trying to say, like, I you kind of want to put yourself in a client's shoes, right? And it's like, if I was a client, and this person came to meet me at the front of the salon, was like, "Hi, I'm Serkan. I'm going to take care of you today. Can you step back with me?" It kind of it has to have that vibe in the interview, right? I love that. You you know, like I love that. The interview has to almost have the same vibe as. The first appointment with a client okay right it's that like it's that first um oh like oh i forgot the term of it but like it's like that first meeting and all that and like you're setting that confidence level right like as a hairstylist when you have that client you're trying to set that confidence in to make the rest of the appointment super smooth that you're like oh i can trust this person they seem competent right? right the interview is the same process you're you need to be able to show me your competency at being a skilled worker and, you know, yeah. And all that. Okay. So,
0: um, so like basic, it sounds to me like show up with a positive attitude and, uh, and, and at least be able, even if you're not like it all the time, but be able to turn on the uh, customer service, uh, you know, turn the dial up of customer service with like yeah, maybe tone and energy and uh, it, um, et cetera and communication. Um, but uh, you don't necessarily have to know how to do anything else because you'll help them with the rest of it.
1: Yeah, and I think, yeah. and to kind of bring it back to like the interview process and like the skills assessment thing. Yeah. One of the things for me that that showcases is because I have kids all the time that come in and they bring a model and they do it in. That's usually where I not only assess your skill level, but I assess your teachability. Okay. Right. And it, and it's in that sense of, do you respond? Like if I redirect you in a haircut, right? Like I had a kid who came in and I don't, I like I, if he listened to this, I don't want him to think I'm insulting him or anything like that. But like, he was so bad in his assessment, right? Yeah. it turned into a whole three hour class. Like okay. I never ended up hiring him for for other reasons, but the one thing I did like about the kid was he was super teachable. He was like willing to sit and absorb. Oh, okay. And like that was something I I because in an interview, a verbal interview conversation, you're only gonna get that, you know, oh yeah, no, I love to learn. I love to, you know, yeah. da 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 da. <laughs> But then when you come in for the skills assessment, you're like, oh, man, watch this. I'm going to do this cool thing. I was like, actually, like, you should take it this. If they respond back with like, well, I really want to do it this way. I'm like, OK, go ahead. Do it. You know, but like. Right. It's like and this is kind of one of my issues with hiring seasoned hairdressers always, too, is like I still want them to have a level of teachability. Right. Right. So right. you hope, You're hoping with a rising stylist, there's going to still be still
0: be teachable. Um, yeah.
1: And I mean, so- it, it, you're start. you have two different starting points on teachability, but it's more, I think teachability goes into ego a little bit. Yeah. Whereas like that seasoned hairdresser, they're like, oh, no, 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 trust me. I know how to do a highlight. And it's like the placement from like 1989. You know, and you're like, right, right. well, we actually, this is, we found that this way is better. So if you want to work like a little bit this way, he's like, oh no, 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 I don't like doing it that way. Right. Right. You know? Yeah.
0: Uh, Okay. So let's say I'm, I'm, I'm positive. uh, I'm excited. And, um, and uh, you feel like my tone is on point in my interview. Uh, You feel like I'll, I'll be able to, uh, you, you feel like you clients will, Uh, be attracted to me as a person and uh, so then you say okay get a bring in a model and you're going to do a cut and a color can you tell us a little bit about what exactly like are you throwing them saying okay you do this or are you letting them pick the perfect model and note and pre-work do the pre-work and you know and show up like are there any parameters or is it really just you just want to see how they flow through the hair Uh, So it really doesn't matter if they bring in a model that they've done a million times, uh, because I've heard that as well. Or you uh, actually, yeah, like,
1: what do you tell us, expand a little bit more on that? So sometimes who they bring in for a model kind of tells me all I need to know. Right. Sometimes it's like somebody brought in their mom. Right. right. And for me, I was like, yeah, of course, they're going to mom's going to love their hair. And I know they've done <laughs> it a bunch of times. Right. right. But that also kind of shows me because part of your training in my salon is that you need to be able to bring models in. Right. And one like one of our things and this is what I teach people I've assisted is if you can't bring somebody in to get a free haircut. How are you going to get somebody to come in and pay you for the haircut? <laughs>
0: A hundred percent. I mean, that's how they treated me in my apprenticeship. Yeah. Like if you can't build a clientele, if you can't get models, you're not gonna be able to build a clientele and if you can't build a clientele, then we're going to keep you as an assistant.
1: <laughs> you know, like we're an entire, we're an entire industry that's afraid, afraid to raise our prices. But for some reason there's a subset of us that are unable to bring people in for a free haircut. Right. So for yeah. me, like, that's almost kind of like one degree I can see that we're like, and I'm saying it doesn't have to be a stranger, yeah. Right? yeah like it can yeah. be a friend or whatever, but it's just right. like it, that's always just like a one little detail I kind of like to observe, right? On it, just like okay, how difficult so is it going to
0: be? Probably, maybe just don't bring your family in general. yeah,
1: yeah. I mean, I would probably say if you're bringing a model in for an assessment, bring in somebody who you would like to represent the clientele you would like to do.
0: Oh, that's good right?
1: Like, yeah. if you...
0: So if your mom is, like, is your, if your mom's kind of, like, a killer, and then yeah. you should bring her in. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, okay. Right? Like, yeah. if you're, like,
1: I want to knock out 6N20 volume gray-haired ladies all day and do graduated bobs, and that's gonna... I want right. that to be my bread and butter. Bring your mom. Right. That's Right,
0: money. right, right.
1: If yeah. you, in the interview process, are telling me you want to be a blonde specialist or a balayage specialist and you bring in your mom for six and 20 volume, you're not showcasing me. Right. There's, and and it's a little bit of like a pick and choose, right? It's just like, you don't want to pick somebody. I'd rather you pick a safer model than bite off more than you can chew.
0: Totally. So it's like, maybe, maybe it's not necessarily the worst thing to bring in, bring your mom in, uh, especially if you bring in somebody who's going to back you into a corner with the work.
1: Yeah. Cause I don't want people to overthink this process. Right. I don't want you to overthink right. like the physicals, like the, the skill assessment and be like, Oh man, I got to like, wow him with like the most beautiful balayage he's ever seen. I'm not going to see it from a person straight out of school. If I do you kudos to you, I bow down to your ability to be that good at like zero years, but I'm, what I'm looking for more is like, how clean do you work? Like, I want you to have that, that skill assessment is for you to showcase to me your hospitality skills, right? Your conversation skills with your client, your ability to explain to me what you're doing and why you're doing it. And I'll get into like why later, like we're really big into why. So we can talk about that like in a little bit. But, and then like, I wanna see like, do you spray her face when you're washing her hair, right? Like, do you know how to actually shampoo hair? Like, do you, cause I I feel like kids do not come out of school as well skilled as they are promised to be, right, right, by the school. So I like to see how um, how they actually work. Like, it's more of like the little things I'm looking for than it is like a big grand goal. So I'm always like keep it simpler, but it's gotta be something that like represents what you want to do.
0: Gotcha. Okay, cool. So just to recap a little bit, uh if uh so you know, not all moms are uh hairstylists are the same. So if moms yeah. so just like a service announcement out there, uh all you uh all the moms out there, we uh we love you, by the way. Yes. <laughs> and Absolutely. um and uh, to all the rising stylists, uh, when, before you bring in, bring in your mother or your aunt or even your sister or your brother or whatever family member yeah, you, you bring in, make sure that they represent the type of clientele that you want to work on. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's a super good point. Come correct with a good attitude and be positive. Think about talking to your interviewer
1: as if they were a customer. I like that a lot. Just to add to that, you should be applying to salons that have branding and clientele that actually excites you. Totally. If you do want to be like, you want to razor cut shags and, you know, do bleach outs all day and the salon is known for like old lady hair it might not be the place to go seek inspiration and start off your career.
0: Right. And I think that's super important too. Like yeah. do your, do your homework. Okay. So yeah. we're kind of, we're kind of, um, we're going to getting
1: into into the next section.
0: Yeah. So, so, so this is good. Um, so we know, we understand your process. Uh, I think we understand what you're looking for in an applicant. And um, let's see, what do you think rising styles are looking for and why do they choose you?
1: I'm I'm a big believer especially with this next ge- this new generation of kids coming out of school is sitting down and having a career path for them. And in the sense of being like I'm I'm talking about a literal sheet of paper where it's like this is our starting point. This is the end point of your assistantship, apprenticeship, whatever. These are the checkpoints we need to hit. This can take 6 months. This could take three years. It depends on you and your ability to adapt, learn, and all that stuff. So, and I think having that is really clear to, like, the Gen Zers or whatever generations coming out of beauty school right now because I think it helps them. I think it's taking that big goal and subdividing it into mini goals, right? And I think it kind of helps them, like, move. Forward and keep track I think it also helps you as an owner be more responsible over this person because it's so easy as a owner and as a teacher and a mentor and all that still working five days behind the chair you're probably also owning the salon so you have another plethora of responsibility you're juggling a lot of balls so having that career path is just like regular meetings of like okay cool you know what we haven't had you bring a model in. Let's bring a model in yet right now and let's do these haircuts or let's work on these mannequin heads.
0: Yeah, that's actually uh, something that uh, some of those young stylists have, I've talked to have said is they want that clear pathway for their career um, given and, to them when they walk through the door, basically.
1: And I think because one of the problems, too, and I'm, I feel like this is like the, always the horror story, and this is why so many people... I think this is why sweets are really popular right now with kids straight out of school and stuff. Is that there are horror stories of assistantships and being sold false goods, right? Like, and it's exactly. like, oh, we're gonna we're gonna train you. We do all this education, and we're gonna you're gonna be a rock star hairdresser. And then all of a sudden, that person's just doing a crap ton of blow dries for this person, and they haven't even taken a mannequin out head out in, like, three, four months, yeah. right? Let alone, like, doing an actual model, right? Right? Or, like, or my favorite is always the, like, you know, they just get shoved kid cuts all day, uh, yeah. right? They're, like, oh, you know, the stylist is, like, yeah, no, it's okay. I, is it okay if I don't cut Jimmy's hair? Um, So-and-so can cut Jimmy's hair. Yeah. Right? I don't really have time. All of a sudden, you become, like, the kid stylist in the salon. yeah. Right. So there are horror stories of that. And like, there are places that don't deliver, unfortunately. Right. But there are definitely places that do. And like my place, we love teaching. We love mentoring. We love taking care of um, those assistants and helping them out. And I mean, you know, we have people that still trained under my dad still working for us like 10, 15 years later. Nice. And I think that's one of the things that like rising stylists see when they come to work in our salon. Let's say you're in an assistantship where right, like a year of assistantship. If you check back with a, another student that went straight into working in a bubbles or in a salon suite or whatever, and checked on them a year later, I guarantee you're going to be making way more money than them. And it's going to be because you started out at a higher tiered salon. But also, when you work in his assistantship, you're earning the trust of the stylist's clients that you're working with. And yeah. if they're a good stylist and they have an overflow, and Ms. Johnson wants to book with Sircon, but Sircon's booked for the next four weeks and she needs her color now, he goes, oh, well, you know, Rob worked, um, Rob, his assistant is now on the floor. He's got time for the color. He goes, oh, you, you know right. what, that's perfect.
0: So uh, what is one piece of advice uh, you have for the rising stylist applying for the first
1: time? No answer is worse than a bad answer. Google frequently asked questions in job interviews. Yeah. Look at all those questions, practice and write down answers to those and get familiar with them and have have kind of you don't need to, like, memorize them verbatim. So if they get asked but just think about those questions and what your answers would be to those questions. So that's
0: good. Uh, So, okay. So what is one piece of advice for an owner or manager looking to attract good talent?
1: I, I think in to kind of talk about like our, you know, we've previously have talked about like salon suites versus salons and stuff like that. And I think right now it's more important than ever that as an owner, you're adding value, to stylist wanting to be part of your team.
0: Yeah, so um so take a little time to sit down if you haven't already and uh put together some information on paper yep. that uh that explains your business, uh maybe open up a little bit about compensation, where the money goes yes. and uh and a clear and and the clear clearly defined Uh, what the expectations of of this person you're hiring What so that they know what they're getting into. Yeah, like,
1: do you have health insurance? Do you have 401k? Like, talk about those things. And like, sometimes it's a little one way, right? Like, they're auditioning for you. Right. But the problem is, if you're not open and explain to you how the salon is, Mm -hmm. they'll interview because they're so hungry and they come work for you. But then three months down the road, they're like, this isn't what I thought it was. Right, and, and it's because totally we didn't take the everybody. time to explain it to them. I'd rather nip it in the butt in the interview than six months wasted time later.
0: Totally, because then you got to deal with doing that all over again. Yeah, yeah, I think that's really good. Oh, you know what? While we're um, before we uh, move, wrap it up, um, there was one thing that came up with young stylists I didn't touch on uh, mm. during in the earlier part of this uh, conversation was um, compensation. Do you? Uh, so when you compensate, so as a, as a rising stylist, I come in, I get the job. I, I come in with the right attitude. Um, you can see the drive, my communication skills. Um, I'm teachable. I've, I've, I brought in a model that represents me and the work that I want to do, which is also the type of work that coincides with the salon because I've done my homework before I applied, et cetera. Now, now the question is, um, you know, what am I getting paid? And at what point in time does that compensation
1: change? More often than not, you get paid minimum wage, right? So you're getting paid about $15 an hour in our salon. Yeah. And your first raise isn't even from us, really. It's more from the fact that when you assist, when, when you become an assistant with us, the first two things we kind of get you nailed down on is single process applications and blow dries, right? We're really big in blow dries are the first thing we teach you because at the end of the day, you can do the most perfect haircut or the most perfect color, but if you can't style it right, it still looks like crap. Yeah. And being able to do blow dries is the quickest way to getting tips. Right. And then
0: once, uh, and then once they get on the floor um, is, so they're making commission. Um, do you have any sort of tiers uh, levels and, and are those levels just price point? are they also, uh, does the commission move at all or is that, uh, or is that done on a case-by-case basis?
1: Um, we don't have um, a system, like a level system in our salon. Okay. I, tend to, I, I think those are so confusing on the client point of view.
0: So that's a good point to some young stylists. Like if you're looking at a salon to work at and they don't have a level system, that means you go from assistant to every, the same level as everybody else. So you're yep. gonna get, you're gonna basically jump Past all the way up to like senior master stylist level, uh, and at least in price point and uh, and commission. Yeah. And um,
1: so that's,
0: yeah. I so would—that's a really that's... good point to think about. Like, if you're gonna, if you someone says like, "Hey, it's gonna be two years," but you're gonna leapfrog over the junior levels. Yes. For, so, like, maybe that two years assisting uh, training will be worth it. Cool. All right. Well, I'd like to wrap up each interview with a laugh, uh, asking people to share an embarrassing moment in the salon or behind the chair. Um, do you have uh, one that you'd like to share with us?
1: I do. And it was, I will tell you, and this is for all the junior stylists and assistants working out. And its it was my biggest colossal F-up as an assistant ever. And I was assisting my older brother, who's like a master colorist, awesome dude. And he's known for his redheads and he's known for his highlights. So he's got a lot of blondes and redheads. He had two getting shampooed at the same time, and he asked me to mix the glazes, and I mixed up which glaze went to which client. Oh no. Which for the redhead didn't matter because it was like it was like a level 10 glaze on like a level six copper. Okay. But unfortunately, the level 10 blonde got a level six copper glaze. Oh no. And so I just want you to know that those colossal F ups happen and they suck. And I can't even tell you. Like you're laughing now, Rob. Oh man. I had tears in my eyes. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure I it wasn't funny in the moment. I tell you, I think that was a color correction that went on well into the night. Wow. And I will and the coolest part is she was still a client and I even did her hair for a little while after wow. becoming an assistant. Nice. Right? So you cannot, as bad as it gets and as colossal F up as it gets, it, it's scary. You have to remember that's the beauty of being an assistant is that you have somebody in a support system to fall back on to help you in that moment. Because right. if that happened to you in a suite and you're by yourself, Yeah.
0: They're going to be like, yeah, good luck, dude. You'd be like, uh, oh, we're just going to do a little treatment. Yeah.
1: <laughs> You're like, you just send the bowl. Wait, just hold on, hold for on. For a hot second, I'm going
0: <laughs> to. I got to, yeah. I got to, uh, let's just one second. So you, put, <laughs> so you put the level six copper on the level 10 blonde. So uh, and then do you walk away and come back? and she's, Or do you see
1: it changing and you get it off or like, it How was do do it was one of those points where like I mixed the two. And you know shades EQ, right? Yeah. Like it seemed doesn't matter what you mix, it looks red in the bottle.
0: Yeah, okay. Right?
1: And I was just getting cocky as all hell and I just like it's like okay, glaze A, glaze B. <laughs> and then the shampoo techs were doing the shampooing. Okay. And so I went to go deliver them and I had I I I've, I've mixed um, up which ones I was holding in which hands. Oh. And so I, I think it was my brother because his station was very close to the shampoo bowls and he was in mid-highlight and he just like looked over and I think the client was like sitting up and this was back in the day with blackberries. Okay. So she's like on her blackberry, she sits up and he just looks over it and I think it's just pink. <laughs> oh, <she's> like, no! <laughs> wash her hair now. It was like, go wash her hair right now. I was like, what's going on? She goes, wash his fucking hair. like like, there wasn't even like a hiding it factor he was like he did the math like it was like sherlock holmes like he had the formulas like (laughs) rotating and he's like i already know everything i need to do go wash her hair we're gonna start it now oh my god! it was like wash Uh, her hair with clarifying and scrub the shit out of it to see what comes out and then uh, just bring her back and start drying her hair so i can just put on whatever i gotta put on
0: uh did you get her to back to blonde or just see a little oh we got her back to blonde yeah yeah
1: yeah yeah, yeah. it was okay it was like i would say the glaze was on there for like a minute so it was like she looked more strawberry blonde but she was like an ashy blonde
0: oh okay
1: so it was like i mean you can imagine now like with like how ashy blondes are getting yeah the last couple years right Right. imagine if you made one strawberry
0: blonde that would take a lot a lot a little a lot to get out of it
1: would take probably more than one appointment but uh probably yeah yeah. yeah i probably i didn't i couldn't have picked cooler clients to do it to uh, right? Yes. in the sense of like that matters <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes so much so much but yeah. yeah that's that's my little like story and little lesson to assistance that like okay
0: that's a good one those
1: moments you're very glad you're assisting and yeah. you're very glad there's somebody there to walk you through that A 100 percent. yeah
0: yeah <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you very much, uh, everybody for watching the show. Uh, thank you, Sir Khan, for being, uh, the get uh, my guest on this show. And, and, um, I think that there's going to be a lot of people getting a lot out of this. So.
1: Yeah, no, anytime. And for any rising stylists that are listening to this, we are looking for an assistant right now. So, there you go.
0: so I'll make sure to, um, tag you and, uh, the salon and when I post this and, uh, and anybody can reach out directly to uh, SIRCON or yep. to Georgia Four Seasons. Uh, yep. You can also reach out to me and I can uh, forward you them if, you, if you'd like to do it that way as well. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you very much. And uh, talk to you n- next time.
1: All right, brother. You have a good one, man.